This is going to be a really hard topic for me to talk about. Welcome to the Single Parent Preacher. My name is Alex. I don't want to have any music or plugs on this episode because I think this issue is too important for pretense. Today we're going to talk about loneliness. And loneliness is something that I have felt for basically my whole life. I had to be pretty independent as a kid, especially after my parents got divorced, then I really had to be independent. And I've never made friends terribly easily. And while I know that there is a season for everything, I've had people sort of fade in and out of my life so often at this point that I call myself a seasonal person. Like my only purpose is to kind of phase into somebody's life for a short time and then fade out, never to be thought of again. Even in relationships, I frequently felt alone. I'm the type of person who can feel very alone in a crowd of people. And now, being a single parent, I think loneliness sort of comes with the territory. I mean, there's a reason that single is in the title, right? And being a Christian, there's sort of an odd shame attached to loneliness. It's like, well, God is supposed to be enough. There's nobody else around. God is is enough. That's the that's the the real relationship that you need. And that's true. I think there's more to it though. And I want to say this right up front. It's okay to feel lonely. I think it's okay to feel lonely as really a person, especially as a single parent. And as a Christian, I think it's okay to feel lonely sometimes because we were made. We were made to have relationships with other people from the very, very beginning. If you go to Genesis 2, earth has been created. It's Adam and God in the garden. Everything's perfect. Verse 18, then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone, I will make a helper fit for him. And then God parades the animals in front of Adam, and Adam names all the animals. But none of the animals were a fit helper. So God takes a rib in verse 21, and we'll pick back up at verse 22. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother, and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. From the very beginning, God knew we were going to need other people. We were going to need that kind of relationship. And when we don't have it, we feel lonely. Because we're missing something that we were created for. Now, I'm not just talking about a romantic relationship. You can choose to stay single. Both Jesus and Paul talk about staying single. And that that is better. It can allow you to focus on God. 
The idea being that having a significant other divides your attention. So if you feel called to that, if you feel led to that, if that is the choice that you make, that's okay. But you need to know that that is the thing that God has called you to do. Because when Jesus talks about it, he said, this is a saying for those who are called. It is not easy. Paul says, if you are not able to control your urges, you should get married. We'll talk more about that when I talk about relationships, romantic relationships, and what the Bible says about that. Today, I just want to focus on what we do about feeling lonely. Because loneliness doesn't have to be a romantic thing. I have a tendency in my life when things go kind of sideways, I I turtle up. I become a hermit. I don't go out or do things or call people or I just kind of hide. Now, that's hard to do with my son because there's a routine. And while I may want to hide up in a hole, it is important for him to be social, develop those skills, which then forces me to go out and be social and develop those skills. But I'm so familiar with what it feels like to be lonely that I don't even reach out to friends. It's just me. And that's the thing about loneliness. That's part of what I've shared about finding someone to talk to about your feelings, about what you're stressed about, what you're worried about, is that kind of isolation causes more damage if it lasts too long. Now, we all need to retreat sometimes. We all need some time to ourselves to recharge, rethink, refocus. There's a time for that. But if you do it too much or for too long, you start doing damage. And what do you do with that lonely time, with that lonely feeling? Are you working on yourself? Are you distracting yourself? Or are you actively engaging in sinful acts? See, when we crave human connection, when we're that kind of lonely, the easiest thing to fall into is sexual immorality. It takes almost nothing in today's world to find anything you might be interested in, to give you that oh-so-temporary feeling of not being alone. But it does more damage than it does good. Now, if you've ever heard a sermon about sexual immorality, you probably know where I'm going to go here. 1 Corinthians 6, starting at verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. It's an interesting distinction that sexual immorality is the sin 
that goes against your body. However you might be tempted, however this might be an issue for you, if it is an issue for you, you're sinning against yourself, against your own body. You are actually hurting yourself for that brief moment where you don't feel alone. You are causing yourself pain. That's not the way to deal with loneliness. The only proper way to deal with loneliness is to make meaningful connections with people. Not the, how are you doing? Fine. How are you doing? I'm okay. Not that. Not the afterthought invite to the birthday party. Not that kind of relationship. The kind of relationship where you can call somebody at 3 a.m. and say, I'm in the emergency room. Can you come get me? The kind of relationship where if somebody says, if you ever need me for anything, let me know. And you can believe it. Now, it takes time to build that kind of relationship. But you have to start somewhere. And if you're not at least partially healed from whatever the thing is that made you a single parent, I might think twice about going down the romantic route just yet. But you need somebody. You need something. And all of these things take time. It's a topic I keep coming back to over and over again because it's so easy to get impatient. We don't like the process. We just want the result. We just want to be better. We don't want to have to go through the treatment. But that's not how it works. What lessons would we learn if everything was just magically better? If God used his very real, not magical power and just fixed your problems for you right now, what did you learn? So how do we approach God? What do we do? Well, 1 Peter 5 says it like this, and there's a number of verses that say things similar to this. But 1 Peter 5, starting at verse 6, says it this way, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. We have to have that patience. So at the proper time, he may exalt you. You might think, well, what about now? How about now? Can we do it now? Right now? I mean, if you have a kid, you've, you've had that exchange. Can I have candy now? How about now? Right now? Can I watch TV now? Right now? How about now? How about now? We know what this exchange is like. We know how frustrating this exchange is. And yet we do it to God when it comes to the lessons that we need to learn in our lives. Instead of putting our heads down and doing the work, we just want the answer without any of the healing. We just want to know. And maybe you're worried. You know, Verse 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Going through whatever you went through, it would not be unreasonable at some point for you to have thought, well, God doesn't care about me because this is happening. But that's not true. God cares about you. He cares about your child. He cares about your child's other parent. 
cares about everybody. The reason we can give him our anxieties is because the relationship with him is genuinely one where he says, if you need me, anytime, you let me know. And we need him all the time. And he knows the right time for things to happen for us. So maybe you're worried that you that person isn't ever going to manifest in your life. You'll never get married or married again. That'll never happen. Well, there's no there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to. The most important thing that we can do as Christians, as single parents, as people, this goes to just everybody, is follow God's direction for our lives, whatever that means. And yeah, we're going to have lonely times. Everyone does. Jesus is on the cross. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Sounds pretty lonely. It's okay to feel lonely. It's what you do with that feeling that matters. If you allow that feeling to drive you to sin, you need to change your behavior. You need to change your focus. If that loneliness drives you closer to God, that's probably a pretty good use of your time. If it pushes you to make your life better, get healthy, get fit, whatever, some personal growth that you haven't done, that's good too. As long as it doesn't overtake the position of God in your life. Because it's really easy for anything to become that idol, that thing that we are. What we are, if you are and you're listening to this, are followers of Jesus. First, everything else is second. Everything else. Following his direction is the most important thing for us to do. The relationship we have with God is our most important relationship. If you're lonely, that's okay. Don't feel ashamed that you both believe in God and have a relationship with God and feel lonely for connection with another person. Ask God what he wants you to do. What guidance does he have? Because that's how we grow. There is growth from loneliness if you approach it correctly. I took and continue to take a really hard look at myself. What am I doing that's just hurting me? What can I do to make my life better, to make my son's life better? What improvements can I make? What things am I already working on that maybe I should be paying more attention to or less attention to? What do I need to let go of? These are all questions that I ask all the time. And are just some examples. I'm sure you have your own questions. And a lot of those questions I've either talked about or will talk about later. Don't let your loneliness be the wall that stops you from progressing. Let it be the catalyst that gets you moving towards God and towards whatever he has for you. Because at the right time, he's going to pick you up. He's going to exalt you. And you're going to be in a place you never thought you could be. But you have to put in the work first. Put in the time. And don't stop. Let's pray.
God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that we always have a relationship with you, even when we don't feel like there's anybody around us. But we know that you made us to connect with each other. So I pray that for anyone that needs that hand, that voice, that needs somebody in their lives to connect with and help them grow, then God, you would open that door. You would bring that person or those people into their lives, including me, that you make those connections so that we are able to do the things that you have for us to do, that we can heal and get better. Help us to not feel guilty for feeling lonely. Help us to use that to push ourselves to get healthy, healthy in body, healthy in mind, healthy in spirit, so that we are ready when that time comes that you have for us. Pray that you give us the patience and the strength to go through the process, whatever process and however many there are, that you would give us that patience and that support that we need so that we don't give up and we keep pressing on. And God, if that loneliness is crushing, if it's pushing depression, if it's causing, if it's causing darker thoughts, God, I pray that those who need it would seek the help that they need. And I pray that nobody, pray that no one gives up. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.